0: Hi, I'm Sarah and this is Mind Tracker. Welcome back to the show. I have an important announcement before I begin the show and that is that Mind Tracker is going through rebranding and it is soon going to be called Psalm Talks. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe or follow. So when the rebranding takes place, you don't lose touch. This episode is an exciting episode for me. I think one of the most exciting episodes that I've recorded, it's almost like writing a diary. And I thought, why not share this episode with you? So it has a little bit of a personal touch because I share my story and I also share some findings with you. And then we get back to the normal track of Mind Tracker when things are researched and we go with that. <laughs> so today I wanted to share with you what had happened last week. So last week I was pulling up my hard drive and listening to some content that I had created about two years ago. So 2021, oh wow, we're in 2023. Yeah, so let's say 2020, end of 2020. And I was just listening to myself and I wanted to see how different of a speaking style I have right now versus what I had before. And as I was listening to a clip that I recorded in my iPhone, I realized that not only have I changed in the way I speak, I have changed entirely as a person in the amount of courage I have. And my life is also so different right now. It looks completely different. And that is when I got the idea of just going back in time and looking at my life when I was living passively. And then comparing it to now when I'm living actively. What I mean by passive living is me believing that I don't have any control over my life and believing that I don't have any control over my life situations and events that are happening. And living actively means understanding my role as a co creator of my life and understanding that. Whatever power or strength I'm looking for, whatever inspiration and ideas I'm looking for to really change things, to be more aligned with me, they all are within me. And when you make that contrast is when a lot of things become more clear and you're able to understand what it is really. So going back in time, the 2016 to 2018 era of my life was one of the most difficult times of my life. And what had happened was that I had graduated from university as a petroleum and natural gas engineer. I then went ahead and I studied a little bit more. So I did post-grad certification in hydrocarbon measurement. So I did all that I needed to do to secure a very good job. And what happened was that Alberta got hit with depression. And if you are in North America, you probably distinctly remember this time, especially if you happen to be in the oil and gas industry. There were no jobs whatsoever. People were getting laid off like in the amounts of thousands. A lot of head offices of companies in Calgary were closing. And just to give you context... Calgary is like the hub. You know, Calgary had a lot of oil and gas operations happening and it was one of the best places to work if you are a petroleum engineer. So when I was in Calgary, I thought, you know, I am going to be okay and I'm going to find a great job and life is going to be fine. Nothing to worry about. And yeah, (laughs) none of that happened. Oh God, everything opposite pretty much. I didn't find a job, the one that I wanted, the one that I needed. I worked at a, you know, a store called Shoppers for a whole year as I was looking for jobs. And then after a whole year, um, I found a job, but it wasn't exactly what I had studied for. It was more of a sales and technical engineer versus I was petroleum, a little bit more science based. And the job that I got was a little bit more technical and you know, instrument related and sales related. Um, it was just really boring. But other than this job, everything else was also not working out. I don't know what was happening. Get, my life just seemed to get keep getting worse. The job didn't happen. I was losing friends. I had, you know, I was studying outside of Calgary, then I came to Calgary. So I was away from my social circle. The dating scenario, when I got into a relationship, that ended with a massive heartbreak. And, yeah, I mean, I think when I look at it, I'm just so bewildered by how how the worsening was happening. The events were just getting worse. And I distinctly remember when I was in that phase in my life, when everything right in front of me was falling apart. And nothing was working out. I was thinking to myself, wow, I have no control. I just hope that tomorrow is better. And I just hope that, you know, whatever happens tomorrow, I know it's not going to be great. But I hope that I have the strength to endure it. And yeah, like I was in a place where I didn't even think thought that something great can happen. I thought that everybody else who has it all together, who, has, who have the jobs that they wanted, who have the life that they wanted, who have the partnership that they wanted, they're lucky people, and I'm just the unlucky one of the lot, you know, just not favored by life. And this kept on going from 2016 to 2018, so one to three years, and they were rough. I had a different personality. I would be reaching out to people even though I'm a very loving person. There was a little bit of neediness like, "Hey, you know, things are miserable. Let's have a chat." And the thing was that everybody around me was supportive. My friends were nice, my siblings were nice, and they were they were kind to me, but even though I would chat about the things that aren't working out for a long time now, like through years and Nobody was able to rescue me from it. You know what I mean? Like nobody, even though I had a conversation with them, I would sit with them. We would have a heart to heart and they would tell me, you know, things are going to get better. Don't worry. What had happened was that during that time, I just became hopeless. So no matter what they say, my internal dialogue was that it's not going to be good. What are you talking about? Like, it's not going to be good. I, I just know things don't work out. I'm not lucky. Literally, I used to think that the universe doesn't like me or something. You know, my, my thought process was unhealthy. And I was living life as passively as one can live. That means I was not setting any goals. I didn't have intentions. All I wanted to do was just get to the other side, like get to the side when things stabilize and not understanding that i am a massive part of this whole creation if i don't change what's within me nothing else is going to change and after 2018 was when 2018 was when a final blow happened after that i was like okay this is it like i cannot this it cannot get worse than this um, I was heartbroken. I was lonely. I didn't have the work that I wanted to. I felt like all the potential that I have, I don't know what to do with it because it doesn't seem like I am putting it in the right place. And I felt caged. Quite caged in my own being. I just felt like I have so many things to do and so many things to offer, but again, I can't do it because I'm not the favored one by the universe. Like that is literally how I thought. And life kept showing me that whatever I'm thinking is true. Why? Because I was creating it. I am an important part of my life and how it is created. And if I believe that nothing is working in my favor, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now let's talk about the shift. The shift has started to happen 2019 onwards. And I thought, okay, you know, I've studied so hard. I don't have the job I want. I don't even have the kind of money that I could have made with this degree. And I don't have the friend circle that I want. I don't have the relationship I want. So what can I do? What can I do to make this different? And that is when I read The Secret. And The Secret talks about this in a very beautiful manner. And in a very simple manner as well, your thought become things. And I thought, okay, this is interesting, giving me a little bit of hope. And I would reflect on myself. And I was like, yeah, that is true. All I really thought in the darkest times of my life was dark thoughts. That's all that was in my mind. And I kept creating more of them. And even if I was momentarily happy, the underlying Sarah, like the true Sarah, was always sad and was a pessimist. And that is when the transition started to happen. That is also when I took up research and started to study consciousness and it went all in. And I started to make some small changes. So instead of saying that I'm not favored, I use the words I'm favored. I'm massively favored. In fact, I'm universe's favorite. And obviously, initially, it was hard to believe that. Like I would say it and then I would fall off the wagon and I would think just like I used to think before. But I was persistent. I wanted to keep trying until I feel that I've completely transformed myself and I've completely filled my cup and at least have hope. And at least think of a neutral outcome and not just a bad outcome. If I cannot think of a great outcome, let me come to a point where I can, I can think of at least a neutral outcome and doesn't necessarily have to be the worst outcome, which was my previous thought process. I always would think that the outcome would be worst. And so I started with that, you know, baby steps. I started to notice that the change is happening. And the change was happening right in front of me. I could see that as I'm thinking differently, I'm being differently. And fast forward to now, me in 2023, February, I'm a, I'm a whole different person. I'm a ball of positivity. And this was not always the case. And this was not always my mindset. It took me from 2019 up to now to transform into this person, and I hope and I aim to transform myself to the best mindset that I can have, to the best potential that I can have as long as I live. So, so let's talk about this transition period because this was key. This was a period when I started to realize that I am a massive part of this life that I have created. I am an active component of this. I am the co-creator. So if I just wish for life to be different, if I just wish for it to be better, and if I don't change anything within myself, nothing is going to change. However, if I wish that my life looks different, and if I start making the changes within myself, and take ownership... That, okay, I want my life to look different. These are the things I can do. Because I'm a co-creator, I am also creating my life with the consciousness that I have within me. Things start to change very fast. You literally would notice, if you ever experienced this, you would notice that things change right in front of your eyes. And you are almost bewildered at how easy it can be. And also how unaware you have been about your life and about this power within you. So when I started to change things, they started to first appear like coincidences. For example, I would think to myself that, okay, today my affirmation is that I am loved and I am liked by everybody. So I would wake up in the morning and I would keep repeating it to myself. And then, you know, the same day my mom would come to me, say something really nice my sisters would say something really nice to me. My friends would say something nice. I would actually feel like now that I've affirmed it, this is happening. So I was like, okay, this, this is great. And, you know, I would do it for a few days. And after a few days, I would fall off the bandwagon again. But I didn't let it discourage me. I just kept trying until this affirmation, this belief system was so well embedded in my mind that it would never go away. And even if it went away, it would never go as far as being extremely negative, which used to be the case before. I used to be quite negative thinking that maybe I'm a bit, you know, too much. I'm always complaining and maybe that's like, I don't want to be a burden for people. I literally used to use these words for myself. And now I'm thinking, wow, Sarah, yeah, we don't talk to ourselves like this. Nope, no, no burden. No, none of that. Okay. You always have to be kind to yourself. The internal dialogue has to have respect. So now I'm like that, but before it wasn't the case. And so the changes started to happen when I started to change that within me. I would tell myself that I am loved, I am liked, I am filled with compassion for other people, and I am respected. Slowly and gradually, I started to change as a person. I would not radiate out neediness anymore. I would radiate out support for other people. I started to feel like I have my cup full. And that is when the neediness stopped. I had so much love and respect for myself that I didn't need other people to cling on. And that is so important. Right. If you have ever tried that, if you ever give yourself so much love, so much respect, and keep your promises. The reason I say respect is because you must have a little bit of dignity for yourself within you. That changes the equation you have with other people. That changed my equation I had with other people. I had healthier boundaries, I wouldn't let people just cross it, um, use me or use the resources that I offer, like my time, my energy, too much. And in the transition period, it wasn't like a light bulb moment that I knew all of this wisdom. I had all of the understanding right away. It wasn't like that. It was slow. The learning curve was there, but I was learning one thing at a time and, you know, when they say that you may not realize it at that moment, but you look back and you'll realize how much you have grown, that is 100% true. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So at that time, I thought I'm making these small changes and I'm changing a little bit away from the old Sarah, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And just after a couple of years, when I look back at the older version of Sarah, who was really struggling, I see that, wow, the identity has changed. And then you keep doing more work and then you look back after a few more years and you say, wow, you have completely transformed and have grown and are much happier and much at peace. So this was my internal transformation. Let's talk about my external transformation. Remember, I'm the person who just didn't have things together. I mean, nothing. Really, I, I, now, like, when I look at it, I was like, wow, this area, this area, that area. All areas of my life were, um, yeah, they didn't work out. So, what changed? When I started to make these changes within myself, I also started to change my relationship with these areas of my life. I changed my relationship with love. I changed my relationship with money. I changed my relationship with success. And now my life looks really different, you guys. Now I have my own business. I am hosting this amazing podcast. I have one of the most incredible people that I work with. And I have incredible listeners. And I'm thankful for every single day. And I'm growing every single day. And now when I think about success, I'm not putting success at a, at a pedestal. You know, it's not something that I have to strive to achieve. I am just being myself and I feel that success is going to come to me because I'm putting in work and I'm putting it in work with sincerity. And success has come to me now. Life looks a lot different. You know, thankfully, I am self-sufficient and I, I have the business that I wanted. I'm working on something that was just so close to my heart. I feel like I am doing what I'm meant to be doing. Now, let's take a few steps back, going to 2016. When I didn't have the job after I studied for so many years to become an advanced engineer and I didn't have the job that I wanted, I felt like, wow, if I studied so hard for so many years and I cannot get a job, wow, like it just hurts a different way. It's, it's not even hurtful as much as it feels like like you actually just failed, you know? And, you know, you probably have an idea that engineering is a tough major. There are so many exams that you have to write. There's training. There is internship. You have to work really hard in order to be a licensed engineer. And on top of that, I went to post-grad school and got another professional certification. So I just, I did all that I could. And I studied hard since the time I was 18 you know, up even before eighteen, I had to prepare for university, then go to university, get through uni. And so, yeah, a lot of work, years and years of work went into that, and then I wasn't even able to get the job that I wanted. And I obviously didn't have the income that I wanted. And it was quite puzzling to me. I would think, like, what went wrong? You know, like, why can't I find what I'm looking for? I've worked. So hard, I'm deserving of this, so why isn't it happening? From that point onwards, things were difficult for me, but now when I look at myself, I am so happy and content that when I look back, I say thank you to that time. Because if life would have been very good to me, and if I didn't have any hurdles, I wouldn't be able to look inwards. I wouldn't be the Sarah that I am right now. I wouldn't have the opportunity to be self-aware. And I wouldn't even have the opportunity to study consciousness and research consciousness as comprehensively as I did. So now I can say that everything, in a way, directly, indirectly, worked for me. At this stage now I can say that. But that time was difficult. And I also had to make, I, I just want to make this really you know, clear that had I wanted, I could have made that failure, that 2016 to 2018 time, let's just call it the low time of my life, I could have made that low time of my life a precursor to the rest of the low times of my life. I could have been thinking, you know, since that time, nothing have worked out. When I'm 35, when I'm 40, when I'm 50, I could have just said that to myself. And, and the curve of my life would also be going downwards, you know, because I would keep creating the same thing. I would keep thinking that since 2016, my life has just turned out this way, like nothing has worked out. But because I made a conscious effort in 2019 that I'm going to start changing things for myself. That is why I can confidently at this stage say that, okay, yeah, that worked in my favor because I intended to make it work in my favor. You know, I was like, I had a heartbreak. I also had career didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. Those are tough things to experience, but either I can make it a precursor for more tough things to happen in my life, or I can make it a turning point for me. And my intention was to make it a turning point for me. And that is why it became a turning point for me. So what were the things that I was doing, right? Like that's one question. What I was doing was that I was becoming aware of who I am as a person, as a human being, my self-image as Sarah, who is Sarah, what does she do, what does she believe in? And I was also becoming aware that I am an interactive part of my life. If I put the intention and the work that things are now going to work in my favor and I do not deviate from that focus, from that frequency, then things will work out in my favor. But if I intend and I work in an opposite manner, thinking that nothing is going to work out, then that is exactly what life will give me. So during that time, I became aware of my own power and my own role in creating my life. And now I've kind of matured from that stage I've now I can say that I have been creating my life. So I've become a little bit more, you know, um, the learning has gone. It's more like I'm now in the works, you know, so that is what I want to share with you today. Passive living versus active living. And I know this was a little bit of a personal story. I think everyone goes through these waves of life in some capacity. And the whole point of me putting this content and myself out there is so that people can relate with me and perhaps they can find a thing or two which can help them in their lives. And so that's why I was like, you know, I'm just gonna share, you know, it's, I was slightly shy, but I was like, I'm just going to share because I do think that this can add value and authenticity is so important when you're trying to just be real with people and just, you know, you kind of have to be raw. So if you're shy, kind of have to work through it, you know. But yeah, so the next part of the podcast is going to be all about how to become an active component. So I'm going to break it down and give you some simple tips and tricks that you can use to become an active component of life. I would highly encourage you to right now, if you have enjoyed the podcast episode, please subscribe, like, rate, comment, share it with somebody that you think might find it useful. So coming to part two of the episode. So how can we have this transition from a passive space to an active place? and? What can we do in order to be contributing members in our lives? Here is what I know works. You have to be firstly aware whether you're passive or whether you're active. When you're aware and you acknowledge that you're passive, that is when you can change it, right? That's the starting point. A lot of the people in my life or people that I observe are usually on autopilot and they do not realize whether, whether they're actively contributing or they're passively contributing. And if you are one that wants to make a massive change, awareness is a prerequisite. The second thing that I want to point out is that whether we know it or not, we're always creating our lives. Whether you acknowledge it within yourself or you don't, You're always creating your reality. When we're in a passive state, that is when we think that we are at the mercy of our situations. We are waiting for the next event in our life. Life is happening to us as opposed to life happening for us. And this is where the difference lies. When you believe that everything outside of you has the power to bring about a situation, That is what you're creating. So when you believe that no matter what you do, things are always going to be just okay, stagnant, not going to change, the same old, that is what you're producing more of. And you're going to elongate your time in the state that you do not desire. However, when you make the change within yourself, the change of the belief that You are creating your reality. You are an important part of your reality. And your reality is going to respond how you want it to respond. And your reality is reliant on your thoughts, on your intentions, how you view yourself. And that is when you're going to notice that the reality also changes. So. If this is only what it is, if all we have to do is understand that we are contributing members in our reality and we have to think the right way and we have to feel the right way and we have to put out intentions, then our life starts to change. If this is all that there is, then why is it that people go back and forth and that change can take years? Remember my story? My transition started in 2019. It took me a little bit of time. For me, it worked out in a way that because I was understanding why the transition is taking time, I was thoroughly studying myself. I was thoroughly studying consciousness. I was thoroughly doing research. It all added up for me as tidbits of lessons that I soaked up and now I can talk about it in this podcast. What I have learned is that you can speed up your transition. And you can do that by changing what's within you. And if you remember in the last episode, I mentioned that I'm having a workshop for transcendental meditations. And all the details for it is going to be in the description box in case you want to access it. I want to pause here and talk about the importance of transcendental meditation. It is true that you can change without meditations as well. It is true. You can change your reality and you can change everything without meditations. But what is it that meditation brings on the table? Meditation brings on the table effectiveness, impact, swiftly changing, not going back and forth. That is what it brings on the table. It shortens the span of time that you may need to make a transition in life. And how does it do that? Well, in meditation, you access the deeper levels of your mind. You're accessing the part of your brain which is responsible for 90% of your actions, behaviors, and emotions. When you access the deeper level of your mind, that means you're accessing your subconscious mind. And when you change what's in your subconscious mind, you start changing yourself. And because you're using a tool like meditation, the change is happening at a deeper level with full awareness of you. What happens when you're not meditating, when you're not accessing the deeper levels of the mind? So let's say that person A is trying to use affirmations. However, they are not using any meditation techniques. They have been passively living and now they want to be actively living. So when they were passively living, the belief that they had for themselves was that there is nothing in their control. Everything is happening to them. To achieve success, they have to work really hard Life is unfair. These are the beliefs they had, let's say. So this person A started to use affirmations like I am powerful, changes happen swiftly and easily for me, there is abundance out there for me, life is extremely favorable for me. Success is easy to gain. They use it once, they use it twice. They're in the reality, which they obviously don't like. And they're using these affirmations to change their state of being, right? The way they're feeling about their reality, because that has to first change for the reality to change. What starts happening is that they will use the affirmations once. They'll use it twice. Day seven will come. Day 11 will come. A month will come. And they will notice that there are a few wins and there are a few things that haven't changed. They may not have seen a massive change in their surroundings. And when they think about these affirmations, remember the previous affirmations they had, which was life is difficult, they have to work really hard to achieve success. Those kind of affirmations have been with them programmed in their mind for years it's going to take some time for this programming to wipe out and the new positive programming to be embedded and it becomes slightly difficult when everything around you is hinting back to the old programming all of a sudden it's not like their job is gets easier their their life just gets easier it doesn't happen when you start affirming things right away You have to be able to feel it and you have to be able to embed it in yourself in a way that throughout the day you feel positive. Now let's talk about person B. Person B is using transcendental meditations as a tool to start changing their reality. What they're doing is, is that they're taking 15 minutes out of their day every single day completely disconnecting from their reality. It doesn't matter what the reality is, right? It doesn't matter what it is. They completely disconnect from it. They sit with themselves and they start accessing the consciousness that is within themselves. They start to come within a place which feels like peace and home and love and security. When they come in that place and they go to the deeper levels of their mind and they start using affirmations like, my life is wonderful. Everything is flowing easily and smoothly. Success is a natural thing to me. Money flows easily and effortlessly towards me. I'm respected, loved, and valued by everybody around me and by myself. They repeat it again and again and again. This place where they're in, this is the sacred place to be. This is the game changer. They have given themselves an opportunity to completely disconnect from their reality, ignore it completely. And just look within. Find a place of calm, a place of home within them. And start to embed these new beliefs within them. And then sit with the feeling of these beliefs being true. They also visualize themselves having the things that they want, feeling the things that they want. Meeting people, laughing with them, going shopping, whatever it is that they desire. They visualize those things in that estate. It's almost like they carried themselves out of the reality for some precious moments. And they're living the life in those moments that they want to live in reality. Now that they have been in this estate for some time, they know exactly what it is that they want to feel. As they come out of this estate, they can carry on feeling the same way. And I encourage people who, especially when they're trying to change their reality drastically, a lot of the things in their current reality can distract them from this feeling of peace and from this feeling of being in this new belief. System, you know, this new reality that you have in mind, right? So if you, if somebody, for example, is experiencing lack of money and, and they come out of this estate, they come out of this transcendental meditation and they see a bill <laughs> and they get reminded that, okay, they have bills to pay. I still recommend that whenever that happens, that you come across a distraction, could be an object, could be a person saying something to you, could be your own thoughts. To always pause and remind yourself of the feeling that you had been experiencing for the 15 minutes in those meditations. And because you are an interactive component of your reality, the more you bring yourself into that state of being that you want to be in, the more you bring yourself into the peaceful and happy place that you were during meditation, Believing that whatever it is that you want is already true, the quicker your reality is going to change. There is no doubt about it. This is how powerful you are. The difference between person A and person B is that person A may take more time just because... They are trying to embed these new beliefs in themselves while they have the old programming running. It may take a while before these new beliefs are embedded. It may even take a while before they start feeling like the reality they want is true. They already have it. So what person B achieves in a 15-minute meditation, person A may take days or months to achieve that same feeling. So what happens in person B's life is that that the changes start happening faster and the changes start happening swiftly and with more intent. The reason there is more intent is because they were able to disconnect themselves from the reality that they're in and they were able to back up their thoughts and their emotions with powerful energy that they access during the meditations So then when they live life, they're bringing that new energy with them into their reality and their reality will change. There is no way it won't. Usually people who practice transcendental meditations, they start to notice that they become quieter. And the reason they become quieter is because they find so much calm within themselves. When they're making the changes, they don't find it necessary to share it with a friend, to share it with a sibling or to share, it with, to share it with your partner. They don't find it necessary because the change is happening so intentionally and obviously in front of them that other people start to point it out. Hey, you are doing so, so well or hey, this looks a lot better than what it used to be, depending on which situation they're in. And I found myself to be like that when I started doing transcendental meditations. It was almost like I'm going into meditations, I'm changing my reality, and then I'm just the rest of the day, I'm just watching changes happen in front of me. I became so attuned to my energy, to my energy field, that I could almost always see myself changing things and then see them changing in front of my eyes. It became beautiful and so much fun and so fulfilling. And I remember when I was person A, when in the beginning of 2019, I was person A. I was not using meditations. I wasn't aware of meditations at the time. And all I was doing was using affirmations. Sometimes I would write them in the mirror. Sometimes I would have a journal. Don't get me wrong. They are also effective. But for me, remember, I was passively living. I was living as a person who believed that they have no control over the reality. I needed a more impactful practice than writing it on the mirror or writing it down on a piece of paper. I needed something which can change my mind and my state of being momentarily so that I can carry on throughout the day with that state of mind. Then when I became person B, I felt very secure in my being because I knew that whatever I want is going to happen. All I have to do is get into the state of being where it's already done. So I would go into meditations. I would use the affirmations of whatever it is that I want. I would use the affirmation as if it's already happening. I would visualize myself having it. I would bask in the feeling of having it already. And I would remove any doubts, any need for doing anything more. I would take away anything which would deviate me from that feeling of having. And as I would come out of my meditation... I would be sure that whatever it is that I visualized, I already have it. And then I would forget about it. Sometimes if I needed to take action, a thought would come to me, an idea would come to me, and I would take action and things would start flowing. And I would know intuitively that I'm taking this action because I did my meditation and I set out this intention and this action is an inspired action. I need to take it for my intention to materialize. Things just became a lot more magical and a lot more swift when I started using TM. So if you right now find meditation or transcendental meditations to be very new, you're not alone. I was there too. I would say that how about you go online and just learn about it a little bit. See what people say who have experienced it. Perhaps you will find a story that would click with you. You would feel like, okay, this I understand and this I can relate with. This is compelling enough for me to believe in transcendental meditations. Because believing in the meditation is going to allow you to actually be doing it the way it's meant to be done. If you go into a practice of transcendental meditation with a very high skepticism, it's possible that you may not be able to indulge yourself entirely in that meditation practice. And so you may not be able to reap all the benefits of it. One of the prerequisites of seeing the benefits is to indulge in the practice and to be aware what you're doing in the practice. and that is when you see results. So if transcendental meditations or meditations in general are new to you, I would urge you to look it up, learn about it, see other people who have done it. A very good resource is to learn about the experiments of Bob Roth, who did several research projects on transcendental meditations. Speaking of which, (laughs) I need to talk to you about something that is really important. So, I had been speaking to a partner, somebody that I'm recently collaborating with for the same purpose of transcendental meditations. I'm meant to carry out a workshop. And we were talking about the importance of understanding burnout. And he was telling me how he knows several people working in law firms and insurance companies, and they're all heavily burnt out. They all are living with high levels of stress and they're not aware of it. And I was suggesting to him that I would really like to highlight this to the group of people in the workshop that how transcendental meditation impacts your health. And so as I was talking to him about this burnout, it occurred to me that I should speak about it on the podcast, and this is an important part of the transcendental meditation, which a lot of people may not realize and which is most of the time not talked about enough. So we all have layers of stress with ourselves, right? When we are up and awake, we have a stress coming from multitude of sources, can be from our phone. It can be from looking at emails. It can be from working or overworking, emotional stress, physical stress, mental stress. We have a lot of stress. I feel like this is an epidemic of stress right now in the world. And you may know this, that a stress is a precursor to several diseases. And here's the thing. It's not like a person is stressed day one, and they see something going wrong with them day one, stress is something that is accumulated by the body, and then there is a tipping point. When the tipping point happens, the stress is translated in one of the following ways. They can have high levels of social anxiety. They can feel depressed or disconnected from everybody. They may have an illness, could be a bodily illness, could be a mental illness that they need to address. They could have had couples problems, having problems with the partner. This is how stress works. It's often disguised in these everyday problems that people experience. Anxiety, social anxiety, not being able to feel connected with the partner, not being able to feel connected with loved ones, not having interest at work, feeling lethargic, can sit on the sofa and scroll down looking at Instagram for hours and hours and hours and not feel motivated to do anything else. If you are experiencing any of these things, I would highly encourage you to look out for signs of burnout. It could be that you are experiencing high levels of stress that you haven't addressed yet. One of the most effective ways to address your stress is to sit with yourself, go in a meditative state, and get in a place where you release the stress one by one. And the best way to release the stress in a meditation is through a guided meditation. For this one, specifically to release the stress, I would not recommend that you, that you start a meditation yourself if you haven't meditated before. If you do feel burnout, I would highly encourage you to take that seriously. And to look for resources online which offer guided meditations to release the stress. And then follow one of them. There are tons of resources on YouTube. You can also contact me if you like. And I can take you through a guided meditation. But it's important that you prioritize yourself and prioritize your body. So transcendental meditations have a massively positive impact on the body. They neutralize the nervous system. Usually throughout the day, if somebody's stressed, they may not realize it, but they're in fight or flight mode. They may not realize, but their cortisol levels are really high. They are extremely alert. When you go into the meditative stage, you allow yourself to go in a place where you release that need to be alerted. You consciously bring yourself into a peaceful and calm space. And that neutralizes your nervous system, calms it down. It calms down your entire physiology. Your brain is calm. You're taking deep breaths. Your body's getting oxygenated. You're allowing relaxation to flow through your body head to toe. This is so important to release the stress. And... Yeah, I feel like, you know, with with everyday practices, it is really easy to get caught up and to not be giving ourselves time. It's very, very easy. Even I am, even though I talk about meditation a lot, I have to always check in with myself. I put an alarm on my phone and I take a moment and I meditate every single day. And it's the best thing ever. (laughs) It's so amazing. It is free of cost. You learn it one time. You can do it for the rest of your life. Really, you don't have to pay anything to anybody. You just learn it. It has a massive return of investment. It has no side effects. It only gives you benefits. And the most beautiful thing is that if you become intentional about it and if you start accessing the deeper levels of your mind and if you start corresponding with your consciousness, you start to also change your life along with making your health better. So what more can we ask for, right? Anyway, this brings me to the end of the episode. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you are new to meditation and you feel that you want to give it a try, please do so. It's really not hard. Just start with five minutes. You know, experiment with it. You know, take it easy. And um, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to make it perfect, really. Just try it out. And yeah, I think that's always a good way to start. Just taking it as an experiment and and making it easy for yourself. All right, this is all that I have for today. The workshop is open and it's going to be live on March 4th. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be a live workshop. You and I are going to be together in one room virtually and We will all be meditating and we will all be going to the deeper levels of our mind and we will be creating the reality that we want to create because why not? And I would highly encourage that if you want to come, bring a friend with you because wouldn't it be nice that even after meditation, you can connect with your friend and redo the meditations by yourselves, helping each other out. I think that's really valuable. Also, to help you out, I will be handing you and audio so that you can do those meditations yourself as well so yeah this also has a massive return of investment and honestly it's just super fun and you deserve it so if you have any questions about signing up for the workshop please feel free to email me i'm actually going to be linking the website below you can click on it and you can sign up there are limited seats so act fast please And, um, yeah, I'm excited to connect with you. It's going to be my first ever workshop with my podcast listeners. And it is something I'm really looking forward to. It's just um, we are on the 9th of February now. So I'm going to be doing it on the 4th of March. So that's very exciting. And thank you for listening. And remember, the entire point of me creating these podcasts and, you know, these resources which I've purposefully kept free is for you, is for you to know that you deserve the very best in life and you deserve the very best of yourself and you can achieve whatever it is you want. All you have to do is become intentional about it and all you have to do is become intentional with your thoughts and with your emotions. So starting now, say the most amazing things to yourself. Talk the most amazing things into your life. Be positive and be happy. Alright folks, take care and I'll see you soon. Bye now.